Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Transmission. It's been a while since we've done one of these, so I cannot remember what number it is. (laughs) So I'm going to say number 30 and something, probably close to 40 at this point, maybe like 38, 39. could be wrong. Sounds about right. This is something more up uh, Jeff's uh, area. He keeps track. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah, but yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, things have just been kind of busy for all of us. Uh, but yeah, and then I am joined by my good old buddy, Christian. How are you doing, Christian? Good, man. How are you? So far, so good. Enjoying a nice Smirnoff ice, as we kind of <laughs> discussed right now. <laughs> alluded, alluded to, yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking water. Um, not as fun, but uh, I, I do like the occasional beer and, and whiskey as well. Um, a couple of nights ago, I got home from work and uh, oh, I have a funny work story, dude. But um, it happened yesterday. But a couple of days ago, I got home from work and I had a beer and I knocked out for like three hours. And it was perfect. It's like the best sleep I had. <laughs> I woke up like at 930. No, no, no. I just had one beer. No, all right. And I woke up around 9.30, ate some food, went back to sleep by 10.30, and woke up the next day at 6 in the morning. It was great. Damn, dude. I've never knocked out from beer. There was one time I got really, really drunk. It was actually almost, yeah, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I kind of slept all right, kind of didn't. And luckily, I didn't have wake up with a hangover. I thought I'd, I would, but I didn't. Well... The thing with beer for me, it just makes me sleepy. Like if I have like if I'm home and drinking beer, it makes me sleepy. But mm-hmm. if I'm out, if I go somewhere, it, it, like it just depending on what I'm doing, like it doesn't really make me sleepy. But at home, if I'm just drinking a beer, it's like oh, gosh, like I'm ready to go to sleep. It's just it's so weird. Whereas whiskey or anything like mixed drinks or whatever it is, it doesn't make me sleepy. And then I never get hangovers. Like I've gotten, I can think of like two specific times. In 2019, I got really drunk, and it was terrible, like worst, you know, ever. But I wake up the next day, I just feel really tired, but I don't feel like head hurting, sensitive to light, none of that stuff. I don't get, I don't get like that, which is weird. Um, I mean, I know beer it has a lot of sure like content, so maybe that that just really got to you, like that kind of like sugar that your brain had to process and whatnot just yeah. knocked you out. It probably, it's probably what it is. Yeah, because I kind of experienced that too. If I eat like a lot of carbs, like pasta, like mm-hmm. my, I would just kind of like mentally crash. And then, you like, kind of overload your sleep. Yeah. And then that's where I start understanding a little bit more like, oh, you know, there's like good carbs, bad carbs, or uh, like processed carbs where like your brain has to work really hard, really quick to process yeah. it as opposed to like a gradual breakdown of like the greens, right? Exactly. So, that's my guess. And that probably just went super scientific, but <laughs> that's that's my guess of what happened. Yeah, sure it is. And you know, that's a really interesting note because I want to get into like knowing all that kind of stuff. And like, I know there's um, there's complex carbs and there's different types of proteins and mm-hmm. all this different stuff. And so kind of getting smarter about how you eat and what you eat. Um, like that's the thing, like uh, starting this new job and everybody out there started a new job and everybody drinks coffee and i'm kind of like the one person who doesn't drink coffee because i did a lot of research on what other things can boost your energy and not coffee mm-hmm. so like that's something i try to do as well so imagine just food as well it's like a whole different you know aspect of health which is really cool 
It's funny that you, that you mentioned coffee because I have been one pretty much my entire life. Like I didn't drink coffee. I, I, I was okay with the smell. Like it's, it's kind of like an acquired scent that you kind of get used to around like the workplace. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but for me, I never, because the way it smelled, I knew I wasn't going to like the taste and, mm -hmm. um, I just kind of avoided it. And then Jeff, like he drinks coffee at least twice a day, uh, coworker yeah. of ours. I don't know if she still does it now, but I remember when we first started working together, um, uh, at CMAC, she would like drink six cups of coffee by like midday. It was oh just, it was crazy. And then there were times where she would try to get off of it or she would like have these crazy migraines. Um, but yeah. it, it was just those things where I'm just like, I don't want to be dependent on coffee because I know people exactly. are uh, like, oh, like they're so drowsy in the morning or whatnot. For me, I can be drowsy, but give me about like 30 minutes or something and I'll, and I'll eventually wake yeah. up. Exactly. And then, um, I don't know if I told you this, Christian, but about two years ago, I started seeing a, a therapist or two for, uh, at the time, I thought I was like, yes, me overthinking, but I discovered that I suffer from anxiety and uh, mm -hmm. OCD. And my therapist was like, do you drink coffee? And I said, no. She's like, okay, that's good. Because uh, that could really elevate your anxiety and you wouldn't yeah. even know it. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, I did experience that about three weeks ago. Um, I, I, one morning I was just super, super tired and my wife and I, we, she dropped me off at work, but we stopped by this, this like little hole in the wall coffee place by work. And she's like, what was that one coffee drink that you got at Starbucks one time? And I was like, well, it was called this vanilla white chocolate mocha or something like that. Oh, so good. It, it, okay, so at first it was an acquired taste for me, but I was like, that's the one thing that mm. I, I could put up with flavor-wise. So anyway, okay. hole in the wall place, they replicated, it tasted pretty good, but it was a 16-ounce cup. Oh. And I drank the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Two hours, <laughs> like an hour later, I would be sitting down and I'm like, oh my God, like I felt my heart pumping. I felt hot. And I'm like, yeah, oh, dude. this is why you shouldn't drink coffee. Yeah, this is why you don't drink coffee. You know exactly. Yeah. It's oh my gosh, dude. I've I've been there, dude. Um gosh, that's <laughs> so as you said 16 ounce. I'm like, dude, I've I've been there like, oh my gosh, I could just feel my heart palpitating from you saying that. You know? Um yeah. no, dude, it's it's crazy. Coffee is I definitely think it's it's definitely a drug. Um, I mean, I have this uh, thing on my. Love it. <laughs> so, so it's from mud water. So I, <clears throat> so I got sick back in January. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, got sick back in January with a stomach uh, bacteria, stomach virus, and um, called H. pylori. And so it goes into your intestines, and it's just you can't eat anything. I lost ten pounds, and it was, it was just awful. Damn. But I was on antibiotics, all this stuff. So I really just changed my whole diet. And big thing was like caffeine and sugar, because those are huge things that upset that bacteria in your stomach. So I didn't drink soda for a good five months. I didn't drink coffee for a good seven or eight months. Um, <clears throat> And even like, I just had like a couple of cup, cups of coffee, I think a Monday. And, um, and honestly, dude, I had the cup of coffee cause I went to work and I was just like, I was, I was already wired. I didn't have it. I just eat, I ate my breakfast, had some water and I was just like, so like, like, you know, just boom, I was on the computer doing like 
editing and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I want some coffee because I was like, I'm because I like uh, I love the smell of coffee. I think it smells delicious. I've always thought even just black coffee smells great. The taste is disgusting. <laughs> um, but, you know, you have the right creams and sweeteners and stuff. It tastes delicious to me. And I'm really interested into like the different um, like blends and brews and all this kind of stuff, just like I am with beer and whiskey. And, uh, but I was like, oh, I'm craving the taste. I really want some. And then I can just get, I'm already like, I feel like I'm at 90% right now. Let me just get that extra 10% with a cup of coffee and a legit, like for a good hour I was. Um, but like you said, like, I hate having to rely on anything like that. I'm like, and especially dude, cause like you said, like I got anxiety from being, when I got sick, like I just, now my whole world has changed mm-hmm. after that kind of like quote unquote traumatic experience, I guess. From getting sick and um and i remember for like a long the longest time i, I wouldn't even take ibuprofen because I, I felt like anxiety like what if i take this pill and it's gonna make me feel sick or whatever it is like i'll get that that much anxiety from it and um definitely the sugar dude like when you have something like i won't even drink monsters anymore or any energy drink Oh but, man, I I know those are so popular amongst like middle school kids and, and high schoolers. I oh remember seeing like at least a handful of kids on the bus just drink that, and I'm like, that has to be so bad, especially on a daily basis. Oh my gosh! Well, I I dated this girl a few years ago, and her neighbor, um, he was I think he was like 50, and he had um like a monster, a rock star, once a day, every day for like years and he ended up having a heart attack and dying from it and i'm sure his diet was bad as well like the food he ate and stuff the energy drinks didn't help but still like i remember it was like this is probably three almost probably three and a half years ago mm-hmm. that day i was like i'm never drinking monsters ever again since then i've probably drinking two or three um but for the most part i'm like heck no like there's so much sodium is really the big thing um i mean sodium is really bad for your uh, for you and those things have like just like 500 milligrams or whatever it is and then the caffeine is so much and then the sugar so much and then if you go down to like all the different um, ingredients that are in them uh, that's another thing i want to get into like you know all the different like the fructoses the different types of sugars and syrups and everything like it's just so terrible and uh, yeah like you said like there's so many like kids and there's so many people who just drink them and i think it's such a huge thing in our country too not to get political or whatever it is but it's just it's terrible that's why i drink my water i mean you're definitely doing the healthy thing um i'm lucky if i manage to get in like a bottle or two a day and i know i need to drink a lot more than that yeah um, but it's i know like that's five of these a day yeah yeah so I see that too and that and that's good that you're drinking a yeah. plenty of water um but ever since you know i met with my therapist and she was like yeah you should drink more water cut back on sugar I'm like, man, this would explain so much. And then also mm. I was uh, vitamin D deficient for, oh, yeah. for a very long time. And she's like, we mm. don't know exactly why it's causing it, but we know there's a correlation between those that suffer from high anxiety and low vitamin D. And ever since I started popping like those pills, you know, at least like once a day or every couple of days and just kind of, you know, keeping that consistency, my anxiety levels have gone down, like thankfully. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I've I felt like over the past year, especially, I felt way better than I did up until like two years ago. I That's always awesome. felt 
anxious, very irritable, still irritable some days, I'll admit, but not mm-hmm. as bad as before. And yeah. now my days are, are are more balanced, right? More normal, or at least yeah. just more chill. And honestly, you don't feel like on edge all the time kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, some things if you just like keep track of your health, you'd be surprised if just some little changes can go a long way, like vitamin yeah, D deficiency. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. taking those vitamin supplements. It's doing a lot for me. It's not the only thing I should be doing, but it definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, and especially with like, you know, the pandemic going on and like everything like that. Um, it's like, again, when I got sick, it was a wake up call for me. Like, okay, I need to be taking my daily vitamins. I needed, I started taking probiotics for my stomach. Like, dude, like, seriously, the worst time of my life I can definitely say is when I got sick and like probably out of a 24 hour day probably like 21 hours of that was feeling nauseous uh throwing up four or five times every day like like clockwork um and so probiotics dude I haven't gotten nauseous in like six months like not even not even throwing up just like just nauseous like I haven't even gotten nauseous in that long and diet most likely and then also the probiotics helps a lot but like i said vitamins um i've been taking um oh, what, uh, collagen supplements um i mix it in a drink um so much better for my skin my joints don't feel uh as much because i have scoliosis so my spine's all mm-hmm. and uh so it really helps um i have a lot of knee pain and and stuff like that and shoulder pain that's helped so much and just like being on top of that like like you said you'd be surprised. And I've, I've heard vitamin D is a huge thing. Cause you know, I think I'm sure for you, but for me growing up, like, it's like, Oh, go outside and get your vitamin D kind of thing. Like, get the sun, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So especially during COVID, if you know, if you're working at from home or you didn't work at all, like me, I mean, those, those vitamin D goes down, but, um, yeah, dude, like, you can only get so much sun until it's dangerous and you get skin cancer. So the mm-hmm. supplements really help to get that, you know, that fill that gap. So, um, but yeah, dude, anxiety is a, is, is crazy. It's no joke, man. Uh, yeah. I knew a lot of people that suffered from it and I was kind of like, I was understood and sympathized like, Oh, I understand. But part of me never really thought it was like a, like something, really debilitating you know and of course just like so many things you don't really know to experience it and yeah and um man i remember i talked to my brother about it and he has been dealing with it for a long time for many years and we had this really long discussion and he was like i told him i from my own experience i was saying it's like i just feels like something's impending doom is coming and i don't know what it is kind of thing or just like i'm always on edge and i feel like i'm in danger or whatever it is and he was like, that's exactly how I feel. And he's like, oh my gosh. And he was like on the verge of tears because he's like, nobody understands it. Like, and he's like, and now of all people, you, my brother is kind of, you know, kind of things is telling me this. I'm like, dude, yeah. But um, that's awesome. Like, I'm glad that you are feeling a lot better than you did last year. Cause I think that's the best way to go about it is that you acknowledge, you know, you have anxiety or whatever it is. And then you look for ways to help your days be better. Your days might not be perfect, but you can just help them be better. I think that's the best way to live your life and to, to grow and to, to maximize the life and not just be like, well, this, I have, I have this, I have A, B, and C, I'm just going to live with it. But instead of being like, I have blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to, I want to, I want to be who I want to be. 
in the yeah and you know it's crazy because um for the longest time i always classified it as as i'm overthinking but i don't know how to control it i don't know how to slow down the thoughts and whatnot yeah and it was very debilitating like it would really shut me down almost on a daily basis and i was really afraid to open up about it like i did open up about it but people had misinterpreted what i was saying like they would tell tell me like oh it's probably just this or whatever right mm-hmm. um and it affected my relationship with my wife because at the time we were dating and then we broke up there was no communication on my end and also on her end for for different reasons but we broke up and then during that year i was like you know what i need to go seek help i need to know what this is just to better understand it and how to deal with it and then finally saw a therapist uh first therapist i didn't like too much uh a little bit too blunt for lack of a better term uh and then when my wife and i got back together that's when i saw a second therapist and way way better experience and that's Mm -hmm. where things were coming more uh, into the light of like oh your health lower your sugar eat more good carbs uh exercise water Mm -hmm. vitamin d stuff right and it was just like oh my god like now it's all clicking Um, yeah so definitely seek help for those that are like going through this kind of stuff because anxiety in general is no freaking joke yeah dude it's it's crazy and like i remember the days that i have like really bad anxiety i would just stay in bed all day because i wasn't working i wasn't really doing anything and i think you know i think i'm grateful for that that you know i was the height of my anxiety was the time during when i wasn't working because i didn't have really any responsibilities you know i didn't have like I mean, that's a whole different discussion, but, you know, I was able to kind of get through the thick of it and really see where I wanted to improve on things. And a big thing you touched on an exercise and I love working out. I love exercising. I just don't have the discipline to maintain it, you know, Mm -hmm. day in and day out for a long time. Like I can do it for like a month or two. And then I'm kind of like, you know, kind (laughs) of, I just kind of get burnt. Yeah, what's the, what's the next thing? But I remember my highest anxiety days when I was actually like physically healthy. I wasn't feeling sick. But I just go um, in the garage or do something, and, and I would you know do the exercise. And man, I felt like so uplifted, and and that's why like you know I feel like especially in the world, but really in the United States, working out and exercising is such a big quote unquote like trend. Um, but it's for a good reason because people feel amazing after it. So, and I always tell people, I know a lot of people they're like, I know I need to exercise, but I just don't like it. I don't know what to do, blah, blah. I'm like there is an infinite amount of things you could do for exercise. Find something that's enjoyable and stick with that. Um, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's running, whether it's um, boxing. I did, uh, I do weightlifting and I do um boxing boxing so much fun something to really move your heart and your lungs that's the biggest thing um I know heart disease is a huge thing in this country again because of the food and lack of exercise and all that kind of stuff and anxiety and 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 especially because you and I can relate on this is the Mexican community like Mm -hmm. we have the one of the most unhealthy diets in the world Mm -hmm. it's full of like red meat and just like cholesterol and Mm -hmm. sometimes a lot of sugar and carbs Mm -hmm. or the tortillas it's a lot 
Heck yeah. And then I'm also Portuguese, Mexican and Portuguese. So it's like even more carbs, even more meat. Yeah. And then especially, like you said, like the Mexican culture, and I'm sure a lot of Latin American as well. Anxiety, what's that? Uh, that's nothing. That's just because you're not working enough. Like that's oh, the definitely. Yeah. And it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely, um, it's, it's both, you know, the culture and it's also um, the different generations. I was talking about this with my mom and we were having a really just a kind of a deep conversation about anxiety and stuff. And she was, she admittedly said, she's like, I know that's definitely a fault of my generation and that we just, we just see it as, you know, a like year taboo almost. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, and I agree with her and I was like, I used to be in that mindset too. I used to think like, um, cause again, I did it another girl who had severe anxiety and I was in the back of my mind, like, like I know, like you know, I'm, I'm telling. You, I understand it's okay. You're gonna be. You're gonna be fine. We're gonna. You know. You're gonna. You feel better. Like you're not. You're safe. And I would cope with her. Help her cope with her anxiety attacks and all stuff. But in my back of my head, I'm kind of like, okay, you need to fill your days with more stuff. You need to distract yourself. And part of that, I think, that is true. Very small part of it is true. You know, if you can distract yourself throughout your day, that'll help you. But really, it is something that you can't really control. Some of the, a lot of the times, actually. And it's not just you know like the the free man's disease you know it's everybody deals with it whether you have a 20-hour day at work or whatever it is you know um because uh again this girl that i dated her anxiety was, was generalized anxiety and <clears throat> it was you know if i was like hey let's go out to dinner or i complimented her her anxiety would make her second guess everything that I told her, you know, mm. Oh, does he really feel that way? Does he really want to go out with me? Um, you know, or if she wanted to bring something up to me in communication, her anxiety would make her be like, Oh, he doesn't care about what you're going to say. He doesn't want to hear what you have to say. Like it made her second guess everything, you know, made her, um, her feel like, uh, how would you say self-conscious about a lot of stuff. And that was her anxiety. And so, you know, and talking to my mom about it, and again, a lot of that generation, our parents, our grandparents, they're, they're just like, oh, that's a stupid thing to, to, you have anxiety, that's, that's nothing, you know, that's just, that's just your everyday stress. Why are you going to put a label on it? Why are you going to take medication for it? Yeah. You know, but thankfully, I mean, I think we're kind of going in the right direction of people being more aware. That's legit, legit. legit. Yeah. Uh. Oh, sorry, you cut out for a bit. Um, but, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because my dad's kind of the same way where he has this mindset saying, eh, it's, you know, it's whatever, you know, it's all, yeah. he, he does this. I, it, it takes off my mom, but I find it kind of funny because yeah. how he does it every time. He's like, it's all up here. You know, it's the way he says it, the way he does it, it's all up here, you know, mind over matter. Yeah. Thing. And he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. To a degree, he's not yeah. wrong. Um, yeah. You know, because it is a state of mind that if you can kind of, and this goes into what I'm going to bring up next, um, you know, if you can kind of understand what it is, you can kind of mm -hmm. learn how to deal with it. And I say that because yeah. during um, my, even my self-discovery, uh, I remember there's this Instagram post I came across of, and it was describing something like, oh, like overthinking, obviously. And I remember reading, I'm like, oh, I do that. Oh, it's exactly mm -hmm. like that. And it definitely follows up with this. I'm like, 
oh is it ocd and so basically ocd and again it's all related uh so like i also have ocd but it's not the kind of ocd where like i have to mess with the doorknob like 20 times or flip the switch yeah the napkins have to be perfectly straight kind of thing no no okay no it's it's what some people even in the community they'll say it's pure ocd it's it's i would think of it as an internal ocd as as opposed to external where it's external is the doorknob the light switch mm-hmm. napkins internal is all up here and uh basically it's the what if scenario so what if this what yeah. if that? and so mm-hmm. you obsess over the thought and you go through compulsions of how to deal with it and it's it's your it's your scapegoat kind of thing and Shoot, dude i do that man what the heck yeah so for me it was like some that was the final light switch so mm-hmm. during during that time of just like following these pages and kind of like those other therapists basically what i had to learn and also with my therapist she she pointed me in this direction like you should look at these uh look listen to this podcast uh it wasn't really a podcast it was almost like this meditation video series but anyway mm-hmm. the point of the, the whole story is learning to accept the worst case scenario whatever the fear is so like with with your ex if she were to come up to you and be like oh you know do i not look pretty well or does he think i actually look pretty well mm-hmm. the worst case is that he doesn't in this case but that's okay it's not the end of the world kind of thing right yeah so basically it's accepting the uncertainty of whatever it is yeah. you know it's not the end of the world hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but things like that and getting used to that idea. And that way, when the thoughts do come across like, oh, does he does he think I'm not pretty? Well, as soon as they, those just come naturally, it's just a simple thought. Hopefully, at the end of the day, it just comes across your mind because yeah. we have thoughts always like 24-7, right? But most mm-hmm. of the time, we don't latch on to it. Exactly. Uh, but that's just kind of like basically, yeah, kind of mind over matter. Once you understand that you're, what your mind is doing, you can kind of address it to an extent exactly yeah and and the mind ever mind ever matter is such a big thing to me as well and and it was before you know i had anxiety and i always thought like you know if i had a certain thought like if i really wanted to control it and not think that way or whatever it was or not feel that way like i have to just have my mind be like okay no think about this don't think about that push through it yeah um and I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. Um, I think it's it's either you kind of just grow up knowing how to do that immediately, I guess. It's hard to, that's hard to describe. Or you train yourself to do it. I've always kind of been really good at doing that, like, on my own. I don't know how, but I've always been good at that. Like, if somebody told me something that, I like, annoyed me or like they just said something bad or whatever to me i would always be just like don't even worry about that person do your own thing like don't even think about that or like i legit i've told my exes a lot of times and i would i literally have like a bad thought in my mind whatever it was i would literally shake my head and it would make it go away it was so weird (laughs) and maybe like subconsciously i'm actually thinking you know like don't think about this and shake my head but that's like a, a lot of things like anxiety wise like i remember i would think about like i don't know somebody dying and i'd be like oh stop it 
and then I would just think about something else. You know, and, kind of thing. and sometimes that works. But even mm -hmm. funny enough, I would imagine that's probably your compulsion that like that was your way to deal with it in that moment and just try oh, yeah. to like push it out of your mind, at least temporarily. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how, you know, a lot of people go through the same things, but they don't know how to seek help. Uh, mm -hmm. I discovered that people, especially with people with OCD, it takes them nine years on average to seek help. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, that was me. <laughs> that was me yeah. nine years, like almost to the date. And I was like, wow. dang, how funny. That's crazy. So I guess more of the story is if you think you suffer from anxiety, you overthink, you're like, what ifs and whatnot, definitely go seek help uh, take, yeah. or take our advice of terms of like learning how to address it. You know, definitely look at your health, your diet. Mm -hmm. um, exercise goes a long way. Just little changes can really help out. Yeah, there are plenty of resources. Um, like I said, when I got sick, I was on uh, call centers all the time for anxiety call centers. I was on the phone with these people for like day in and day out because I was like, yo, I need to, I need to talk, somebody, talk to somebody because mm -hmm. my parents were both working. Um, it was the height of COVID and so nobody could come over. So I'm just oh, like, dude, I, I would imagine I'm, that was terrifying. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm home by myself. It's just dark inside. I'm just like, ah, and I'm feeling sick. I'm on antibiotics, giving me anxiety and all this stuff. So I'm like, I need to talk to somebody. And thankfully, um, these people were some of the, just a couple guys, this one guy in particular, he was just so awesome. And he was just like, he was like, think about the worst case scenario right now. And I was like, okay. And he was like, it's not actually that bad. And he's like, I'm like, you're right, dude. And he was like, see? like just you know he just walked me through it so well like such such an awesome dude so there's so many resources so many call centers just you know take the time ask a friend you know you know there's, there's a lot of resources out there don't be afraid to to dive into it yeah and it's funny that you mentioned covid because that was when covid started happening and the u.s was going into lockdowns i was starting to freak out i'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie but i think i at least on my face i think i kind of covered it pretty well um but i remember i was freaking out i thought it was gonna be like freaking dark road status or um you know other post-apocalyptic movies where people mm -hmm. you know it was gonna be like the literally the end of the world kind of thing and people and it definitely felt that way i remember i first felt it at, at a local grocery store it was i remember it was that that freaking friday it was like that that thursday where it was announced like oh covid covid's not hit the u.s blah blah blah, blah. And I remember I went to the grocery store with my wife and oh my God, dude, all the freaking lines from the cashiers were going to the back of the store, mm -hmm. four or five different lines. And I was trying not to freak out at least on my face. Like I was really, really quiet, but internally I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, this yeah. is nuts. Um, I was afraid that, you know, there was me guns a blazing and whatnot. Like I was sleeping with like pocket knives next to my bed. I'm like, if there, if I hear a damn window shatter, I am jumping. I'm going to defend this apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, anytime there's anything remotely close to like, oh, there's a, I don't know, just any natural disaster or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm a person who's always, not always, but as soon as I started buying guns, I've always been the person who's like prepper, prepper. Like I have like, um, there's these MREs, they're, they're military uh, meals ready to eat. Mm -hmm. So MRE stands for. And they're delicious, man. Uh, I started buying them because one of my delicious. buddies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're in like in this gray bag and like everything's like 
it looks like it's vacuum sealed. Uh, they put so much preservatives, as a, but um, ironically, there's not a lot of sugar or sodium into them, which is really awesome. Um, but I mean, they're like a three course entree meal. They always have a snack, a main entree and a dessert and they have some kind of drink, usually one or two drinks. Uh, they have like instant coffee and like, um, I don't know, fruit punch for your water. Um, but I always had those. I had a buddy in the army and he had a bunch and he kind of turned me on to them. But yeah, dude, I remember when that, dude, I, like you said, like, I remember exactly where I was. Well, it was first because it came like January. We knew December, January, we were kind of hearing it overseas in China was happening. And then uh, like January, uh, February, it was like, okay, it hits the US. And then like February, March time, we're thinking like, okay, when's it, when's it going to get hit our side of town? like our part of the country you know mm-hmm. our part of the state and all that stuff and i remember i was at i was in class i was in class i remember in my marketing class and we we're like doing presentations or whatever and we we're just talking with the teacher and then bing, 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 all our phones go off and like the college sent an email and it was like uh covid cases have hit town we're effective next week closing down the school you know everything's remote like all this stuff in one email dude and we're like oh my gosh the world's ending we're all freaking out in the class oh my gosh and then i think like two days later it was march 15th i remember the day specifically and i was at um, my internship and they were like yep today's the last day of work uh you're gonna be furloughed (laughs) so i'm like oh my gosh this is crazy and then my other job at fresno state they're like yep uh, we're paying you till i don't know like may 15th you get two months two and a half months of pay with no work i'm like sweet but yeah i remember yeah and oh, gosh like the toilet paper situation will forever be a joke now people panic buying toilet paper i'm like you don't like like why is like america is so funny like how is that the one thing that we panic bought like nobody went to go buy like the food shelves were stocked and like i think bread was like the one thing that was gone off the shelves but like Rice wasn't gone, um, which is such a huge one to stock up on. Um, bread doesn't last that long. Why were they buying bread? Um, waters weren't going that. I mean, I remember like there was still like just two cases of water left, but there's just like no toilet paper, no paper towels. I'm like, you're seriously worrying about wiping your butt? I'm like you don't have leaves in your backyard. Like you don't have a sink or a shower to wash. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. I, I remember so being that, that that moment. And, oh, man. Yeah, I, I remember that, that whole time, too. But it was scary because, yeah, like everything was going off the shelves. But at the grocery store that we go to, uh, or at least we used to, and all the pasta was gone. All the rice was gone. It was funny how you mentioned that none of that was gone for you. For us, it was gone. And we managed to get a few stuff from there. Uh, water, definitely toilet paper, paper towels, that was all gone. But it, it, it's so funny because then some guy on TikTok, this dad on TikTok with his kids in the background, he did this funny video and he's like, why are people hoarding toilet paper? Like, do you not know like how little you need to wipe your butt? It's like on average, you should only use like three, like three squares at yeah. a time. Yeah. And average you'd be done after x amount of papers if there's x amount of people in your family that's x amount of rolls per week or whatever so really you could last on a whole packet 
for like two or three weeks. You don't need yeah, to exactly. buy like 10 of them. It was yeah. just like, this guy's on to something. <laughs> yeah, he was like legitimately like picking apart, picking it apart. He did the math already. Yeah, it's just like, I don't like, it's just so stupid. Like, why have all things, that's what we panic bought. Um, and then I laughed too at the toilet paper thing because um, do, do you watch uh, or have you seen Supernatural? Uh, I've seen it, I think, yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a supernatural show about two brothers that fight supernatural stuff. That's that's mm -hmm. the gist of it. There is a post-apocalyptic episode where this guy, he tells the main character, he's like, oh, you, you're going to want to hoard toilet paper. Like, seriously, like that, that shit is gold or something like that. I'm like, yeah. what are the chances that we're watching this episode in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I remember, yeah, I remember like this time last year, Oh man, we had like stacks of we had like probably like six cases of water. Uh, I think we probably had two cases of toilet paper, but we normally have that much toilet paper in general. <laughs> we just don't like going to the store. But it was just like I don't think maybe that's what people thought like they wouldn't be able to go to the store for like six months or something. That's probably what it was, honestly. Yeah. But even then, people are like, how many videos of like Walmart people are like fighting over like you took my toilet paper and the person has like ten things of toilet paper already in their cart just like insane um truly has been an amazing time and not in, in good way and bad and you see the beauty of people in this pandemic and the innovation and stuff like that which has been great but the funny part about it is the bad parts of it people and just seeing how people have behaved in this past uh year or more year and a half it's crazy and then now what they want to bring up is wearing masks again at work that's been a thing mm -hmm. um so at my job it's kind of like if you're vaccinated you have the option to wear a mask or not which i am vaccinated so i was like <laughs> i don't wear my mask i'm just on my desk for eight hours a day i'm not really next to anybody so if i have to get up maybe i'll wear it um, but if you're not vaccinated, you need to wear a mask, but still it's not like forced or anything like that. But, um, we just got word today at work, you know, Hey, wear your masks. Okay, it's fine. And then there's a whole thing about, you know, can your job force you to get the vaccine? That's another, that's another topic. So we don't think too political in it, but you know, how, what's your experience with your job, you know, wearing masks and where do you kind of sit with it? Again, not, I don't think it's too political or anything. Yeah, for me, at the end of the day, I'm cool for the most part, whatever CDC, FDA, state regulations are when it comes to health, just because, I don't know, I feel like it kind of makes sense. You know, if there's something going around, it's better to be safe than sorry. And also, it's not just for me, it's for you, right? It's for my neighbor, my wife, all that stuff. And yeah. just, just to be careful. Um, but at work... Last I checked, we were all vaccinated, and hmm. the 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 policy was yeah, basically wear masks. But there are some occasions where like, you know, Jeff and I like if, we're, if it's just us two, we're comfortable around each other, we won't have a mask on. But when it comes to more than one or both of us, rather, or definitely around people that come to the building, customers and whatnot, oh, yeah. we'll definitely wear masks. Like that's that's a for sure thing. Um, because yeah. uh, also because we don't know if everyone's vaccinated or not. Mm -hmm. And and then when it, when it comes to um, when it comes to like work enforcing certain mandates, 
I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a no brainer if like certain places should have that right kind of thing. Uh, I guess to an extent, right? Because there's like no discriminatory laws in place. Uh, but then again, if it's like for the overall well-being for everybody, regardless of who's behind the mask, then yeah, like why not have that kind of rule in place? You know, if, if mm-hmm. there's like a national security threat, right? If it's if it's due to a, a health-related thing, then yeah, like that should be the number one no-brainer. And I think it's just kind of ridiculous for a lot of people, especially like hardcore conservatives like radicals and they're just like no like the government has too much power i'm like but imagine if they didn't have this kind of thing in place it'd be just chaos Mm -hmm. and then this thing would spread like clearly something's spreading whether or not you don't want to believe it there are people dying and um i i just think it's kind of ridiculous on that sense yeah i definitely agree with you um like politically you know I'm definitely not like super liberal, but I'm not, I'm also not super conservative. I'm probably like a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm, like, I have, I'm probably a little bit more conservative just because of my own faith and everything kind of just happens to lean more conservative, but I'm also like disgusted at the the far right and the far left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And definitely like, like the whole thing, like, I'm not going to get vaccinated (laughs) because the government is going to put a chip in my blood, whatever it is. Like, I don't know how far, and I have this crazy conspiracy theory thing to talk about. I'll probably save it for next episode, but um, <laughs> that I, this, this guy I met a customer one time, but it's just crazy. And like you said, it, cause it's still weird thing with this because for years, I mean, I remember, you know, going to high school and in elementary school, getting the, the flu shot. I mean, I haven't gotten the flu shot since like, I was like, in the eighth grade but that's because i just don't normally get sick often and i was kind of like eh. and, and i'm sure when i'm like a little bit older and i have kids and that kind of stuff i'll definitely get them but there's a lot of people who you know it's against the religion to get stuff like that like vaccines and everything like that so it's like how can you force those people to get their shots and i think that's kind of like that gray area like okay that's not about like those people they're within you know if they don't want to, but they'll have to be kind of more secluded in the office or whatever it is. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a really weird thing. One of my coworkers who works close to me, he was like, he's kind of a little bit more conservative. Um, and he's just like, why do I have to get the vaccine if I don't want it? You know, kind of thing. And I'm like, well, you have kids and you have a wife and at my work, honestly, I feel like the vaccinated people are in the minority which is weird, you know, I feel like for the most part, I've met more people that are vaccinated than not, but it's weird. I'm glad I got vaccinated. Like we talked about before, it helps my anxiety so much more. I remember before I got the vaccine and I was like, would go to my girlfriend at the time, her house or go hang out with her. I would like, dude, okay. Not even that. I went to go to out of town a couple hours away. We have a rental house uh, Mm -hmm. that my, aunt lives at and we went there and we were working at the house and you know said hi to like four or five people this was like in i don't know march and i were on the drive home and that night i could not sleep because i had like severe anxiety attacks all night because i thought i was gonna get sick i thought i was gonna die like within a few days like legitimately super scared 
And I was like, I need to get this shot. I only had the first shot, I think. And I was like, I need to get my second shot because I am freaking out every time I just see one person. So for me, that's that's helped. And whatever people want to tell me and all that crap, go ahead. I mean, if they're going to track me, go ahead and track me because I'm not a suspicious person. Who cares? <laughs> like, I'm, just my here talking, I'm, just here, I'm just here talking to you, Dom. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, what do you want to spy on me? My life is so interesting for you to spy on me. So, like, I don't really care. It helps me and my overall health. I'm fine. Yeah, I, I will say, like, just going back to what you said, like, 10 minutes ago, it definitely is a weird time because... Mm-hmm. Or as Neil deGrasse Tyson, the scientist, said in an interview when the pandemic started, he's like, this is a, he's like, I see this as a social experiment. Yeah. Not necessarily. And I'm like, that's an interesting way to look at it. Because if you look at it from an overarching scope of of the nation, of a town, whatever, you see how communities interact with each other as a result of a a pandemic in different ways Mm -hmm. people that are torn on the vaccine people that are torn on the government overreaching and blah 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 blah, right Mm -hmm. and for me i always thought it was just interesting from the beginning because um i think i told you this a while ago there was a a road transmission podcast episode that we had recorded november december before covid like became a real big thing Mm -hmm. and um and i remember bringing we were talking about like oh you know 2020 is coming up and i saw this thing on facebook where someone had listed like every hundred years there was a worldwide pandemic and the plague was like three of those instances Mm -hmm. and jeff and i were like we'll see what happens in 2020 and then sure enough it happened But I was like, for that alone, I was like, how interesting is it that every hundred years there is a pandemic? Like, that's like, that has to be like mathematically like impossible or improbable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, my conspiracy theory theorist side goes into a little bit like, I feel like there's kind of like this Illuminati like group out there that they are in control of certain sectors of the whole world. And they're like, we need this to happen for whatever batshit reason this needs to happen every hundred years. Like, okay, let's initiate protocol 66. And then here we go. <laughs> uh, because I'm like, how, how else could you explain that? Like the, the mother nature is just gonna be like, you know what? I'm going to throw in a new virus today. Just like, Oh, it's that time again. I don't know. I feel like that's just too improbable. Yeah. Dude. Like, how is it that? Cause I mean, the biggest thing that people compared COVID to was the, uh, was the influenza, mm-hmm. uh, pandemic in uh 1920 mm-hmm. and that was huge too obviously um of course because population changes so dramatic dramatically over 100 years um less people died then but like i think an equal percentage of the amount of the population died back then and so on and so forth back down the line but yeah like how can you track it every 100 years so f- like f- like so accurately that something happens and do when you said that about illuminati and then you know order 66 pretty much and uh i thought of immediately um of batman the christian bale uh, christopher nolan the league of shadows and and in those movies and of course it's it's in the oh comics. yes 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 the league of shadows like goes and destroys civilizations because they need to correct what's going on they need to reset the balance kind of thing every and i think they have a they have a specific years um but I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I just hate to think that way, and that's why I don't always like entertain certain conspiracy theories. It's a, it's a scary road to go down because mm-hmm. like, 
there are so many possible like outcomes and reasons as to why these things could happen if you go down that rabbit hole and it's just a fucked up thing just to just go get yourself into honestly like i try not to 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 tease those thoughts too much but it's like when they do happen it's just like damn like what if man what if yeah you're just like imagine 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 yeah and it's like you said man like part of me i'm like whoa what if we lived in gotham is pretty much like with league of shadows batman's real i'm like no 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 batman's not real like bane's real the joker's real but we don't got batman oh right that's no no no, no. we got batman but he's too busy building these crazy cars and trying to go to mars (laughs) yeah yeah seriously that's what it would be yeah we have bruce wayne but batman's retired yeah uh but then oh man what else and then with the vaccine itself going back into some other things it's yeah yes i'm vaccinated but even then i'll admit like i still don't feel 100 secure with it not because Mm -hmm. that it's you know whatever the percentage is 90 95 effective and and you know safety stuff i'm more concerned about safety itself because it is a brand new vaccine and even to this day i'm like what are the long-term effects of it we don't Mm -hmm. know you know this and then i even had a phone call with my doctor and because my wife was pushing me she's like babe because she was already vaccinated she's like babe like i want you to get the vaccine I'm like i personally don't trust it it's not that mm-hmm. i am against vaccines i just don't know this one you know it's exactly and it's like no vaccine has ever been made within a year the the closest thing we got was i think one for measles and that took seven years to make mm-hmm. and or i guess make slash perfect make sure it's safe right because it's a yeah, long term thing mm-hmm. yeah i'm like this is brand new technology this is specifically what they are and to this day sure i'm vaccinated but i i still worry about the possibilities of what's going to happen a year from now five years ten years mm-hmm. and you know there were some things that i came across uh, in another podcast that i watched by these scientists and not to set off your anxiety potentially but there were just like some things that i i that they were talking about data and things like that i'm like fuck like oh, man like here we go you know like let's see what happens then in the future you know hopefully this is all for yeah. nothing or not 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 for nothing whatever not for nothing yeah 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 so you know that that's my biggest concern now just going forward yeah and that was a concern of mine too and um, that's why I'm always hesitant to, to get vaccines anyways. But I think, again, it goes back to what we talked about before, just making sure you live a healthy life. So if you do happen to get sick, it's not as bad as, bad as it could have been if you weren't doing anything. I think that's more of a thing, you know, making sure you're getting your all your vitamins and your minerals, eating healthy, drinking well, um, exercising your heart, your lungs, all that stuff. Um, and the news was not doing a good job and still isn't ah. i don't think of of like how they handled the whole the whole crisis it's like it's so much bad news everywhere it was so much like i remember like with cnn and fox it was always like the first eight months it was always like current death toll in the u.s and in the world oh positive God. cases and i'm just i was just like dude just shut up like we don't need to hear all this bad news all the time like tell us mm-hmm. good news and you know something else more positive you know like i'm tired of seeing like more deaths more deaths or you know it's uh our hospitals are overflowing in italy and blah 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 blah. yeah so there was that and two it was never like the hardcore facts of like 
well, 90% of people that were in the hospital because of COVID were like overweight, had diabetes. Mm -hmm. And they would have said more shit like that. That would have made me feel more relaxed. Not to say that like those people deserved it or whatever. No, it's terrible for all those that suffered and unfortunately Mm -hmm. died. I will say that. But it was more of like, you're not doing anything for the public well-being at that point. Like you're putting everyone in a panic for like, for that most people are probably not in this specific physical situation, mm-hmm. you're making them freak out. And then furthermore, yeah. like 90% of people in those cases that were like critically ill or died because of COVID, they had low vitamin D levels, but they mm-hmm. never reported it. And yeah. it was just like, come on, just like tell us the straight facts. And then it's like people are like, oh, well, the media is rigged, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, probably, but... Oh, I was so pissed off at certain points over the, like the last eight months. It was just stupid. Yeah, and, and that's like my parents, like every morning, it's just like the news is on. I'm just like, oh, I don't know how you guys can just start your day by watching the news. Like I cannot. It's just so depressing. Like I said, it's all I talk about is like the bad stuff. And then it's just like, oh, this many people died. Oh, you know, who? what's Caitlyn Jenner doing? Like that's not news to me. Like it's you, all you report is the negative stuff, and then you report things that are not important. And you know, I'm not saying I don't. She doesn't have a valuable life, whatever it is. But not, like, that's not something important. If I so I don't even watch the news. If I want to know what's going on, I'll just look it up myself and I'll do the research. But for the most part, just like I just don't need that bombardment of negativity. Um, mm-hmm. Even in my YouTube feed, I'll go. I pretty much watch YouTube videos all day, every day. <laughs> And I'll go through it has like recommended, recommended, and then like subscribers, and then like always in the middle, it's news, and it's always like, uh, like it was like it's such like almost like clickbait from mm-hmm. like CNN or like NBC or whatever it is, and it's just like, are the COVID shots really effective or like you know all this stuff like, uh, people having negative effects from the vaccines question mark, and it's just like oh my gosh like. It's a little spike of anxiety just scrolling through every damn like, time, dude. It's like I can't even. I don't even look at it because it's just. And I and like you said, I I think I I personally do think that they're they're run by specific individuals. Um, I forget which one. I think it was CNN. I always forget. Uh, gosh, what's that lady's name? Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. that she backed cnn with or she like i heard something that she owns cnn or she like owns partnership or whatever and i was just like i can see that well what was it um a buddy of mine had told me a couple of years ago i think it was back in college actually where um some university in europe they did some study on the american government just analyzing like economics politics uh other things and determined that we're not a true democracy or a republic Mm. it was something else specific basically and i could be butchering this but something along the lines of like it's you know the the corporations are like the true power here in the u.s and they influence politics and a lot of stuff and you know it's not a true democracy and i think to an extent it's probably true you know Mm. Because a lot of people have a lot of people in their pockets, a lot of strong influencers, and it's just a lot of potential backstabbing and blackmailing, and it's just like, oh, it's it's scary, it's scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, you know, you said that, and I was, I wasn't like, felt like a slap in the face to the Amer- America. I mean, you know, um, 
I think it's definitely at least partially true. Um, I mean, money talks and we're a country founded on money, um, unfortunately. And, uh, and I found it on a lot of other things that are not so great, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I think, I mean, there's so many countries in this world. It was like 120 something. I think it's like 127. I could be wrong. Something like that. A lot of countries. Um, and there's a lot of great countries. And there's a lot of countries I would love to live in for a time. But I think overall, I think I'm glad I do live in the United States. And coming from the family that I come from, you know, I do, we both pale skin. Um, but coming from a family, my dad is pretty dark and my whole side of my family is Mexican and, and I've seen racism firsthand. People even be racist to me for being Mexican, which I don't understand, but people just don't like certain races and that's, okay, it's another topic, but you know, I still think there's a lot of countries that are a lot worse to be a certain minority, minority to be a certain sexual orientation, to be certain genders, I think it's a lot worse uh, just because of the culture of different countries, because of the religions in certain countries, things like that. And I think I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad I do live in this country. And it's not perfect by any means. It is definitely not perfect. There's a lot more room to grow. But I'm, I think a lot of people complain too much in their own right. There is a lot of reason to complain about living in the United States, but we would have it a lot worse if we live somewhere else. So I try to be grateful for the things that we do have here, but also acknowledge the faults of our country and try to fix them in my own circle in my own life. That's well said, man. That's well said. And I, I would agree with you on that. Um, yeah, you know, the U.S., it's by no means perfect. I feel like it does do a lot of things right, and I think it has done a lot of things right for a long time. And this is another potential topic for another day. I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, people are trying to look for problems that where there maybe aren't any or just not as big of a deal as it should be, but that's yeah. just me. Uh, but, yeah, there are definitely other places in the world where people do have it worse for one reason or another. Um, mm -hmm. Like... What was it? Someone had brought up, um, for example, like, oh, uh, we got like a lot of college students these days that are like pro-socialism and whatnot. Uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. They're probably onto something to an extent, you know, that, that overall idea of like shared community stuff. Like, yeah, that could benefit people as a whole. I, I don't disregard that. But it's like when you look at the actual execution of that kind of government in actual countries that, that have that, it's mm -hmm. the worst place to be in, honestly. Yeah. It, it is like so bad. It governments government officials are so crooked. They're they're run by like terrible people, and it it is the worst place to be. And it's like you have so many examples of why this doesn't work. You know, you should be fine where we're at now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it hits home because me being Portuguese in Portugal, 
they're a socialist country and they're trying to they're really like full force trying to get away from that but for the longest time it's been so it's a socialist country and people hate it and you know like like yes we have you know a b and c we have this this, and this but really it's just like it's hard to be a business owner it's hard to you know you know do all these things and it's just that's one of those things the ways of the world is just like part of me just doesn't want to even pay attention to it because it's just so difficult to fix and it's so uh not heartbreaking but it sucks i mean sucks to think that there's still countries that who live that way run that way but at the same time i'm like i want to see a way and how what's the best method and i think maybe we have to just create something new we don't have we shouldn't be going back to democracy we don't have to be going back to uh you know all these different the isms as we call them we don't have to go back to the isms of of how a country should be run i think we just need to just combine something and just make something new who says we can't make something new that has to be hundreds of years ago that we did this no i think that's my what be my what it have to be yeah it's it's interesting that we're talking about this now because i i'm i'm taken back to a class a class i took when I was an anthropology mm-hmm. student, uh, one of my professors who was actually my mentor at the time. Um, he had mentioned <clears throat> during a lecture that Native Americans, a lot of tribes here, like way back then, they had no sense of like private ownership. It was more like community, like shared community stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, you know, they had their own like huts or tents, but people would come in and out like they owned the place but that was yeah. their culture like that's mm-hmm. what that they accepted it and then they helped each other out you know they had the, they shared the duties the men did certain things women did certain things or vice versa overall it was a shared community stuff where it kind of goes along the lines of socialism but mm-hmm. i feel like what the native americans had it wasn't a form of government it was just a sense of community for the betterment of everybody exactly and some people don't want that you got like the hardcore like capitalists they're like no like if i do all this stuff like i should be rewarded or compensated accordingly and whatnot exactly and i don't disregard that feeling but it's like if you look at the long-term effects of of that kind of mentality on every scale businesses you know resources are being depleted and whatnot and that's a whole nother uh can of worms it's just like maybe we do need it have that kind of hard conversation where it's just like look at what everything's going on in the world like maybe we need to reevaluate our needs as a species as a as a mm-hmm. as a group versus our wants <laughs> yeah dude and again it's just specifically our country we're just a lot of entitled people that we just we i put in this work i deserve this reward or you know i got to this position i worked hard and uh, I'm too good to do that job or I'm too good to help out that person kind of thing. And it's, you know, again, funny that we're talking about this because um, me and some coworkers, we went out to lunch today. We're talking about that same thing. And um, me being a new person there and I'm a manager and them, they've all worked there for like seven, eight, 10 years. And their biggest complaint is that you know, some people act like they're too good to help out somebody. They're too good to do this, too too good to do that. And I think that's such a big thing in a overall scale. You know, some of the best companies, their CEOs, you'll see them helping out, helping sweep the floors. 
Like that's good leadership. That's the people that should be helping lead big parts of this country. That people like they're not entitled. That they're here for the community. They're here for the betterment of the progress and evolution of our country and of our species as as humans. And yeah, I think you hit it hit the nail in the coffin. You know, um, it's just that whole community aspect, and it's just that mutual respect. I think that's a big thing. People don't have respect for people anymore. Yes, there's that little tight group of people who really do, and you you know, I've met some of those people that. Are, beautiful people, but I meet more people who just don't care about anybody else except for themselves. And that kind of goes back to the every hundred years, whether it's mother nature or the league of shadows or the uh, Illuminati (laughs) is just like, we need to weed out, you know, the bad, the bad eggs, you know, we need to, and and I heard a lot of people say that too, like, Hey, this is the time to get those. If they don't want to get the vaccine, we don't need them in society anyways, or whatever it is like, Oh, if they don't want to wear a mask, we don't need them in society anyways. I've heard that before. And I'm like, I'm not going to say they're right. I'm not going to say they're wrong, but okay. No, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I always think of that back to that mean where it's like, Hmm, Thanos was making a lot of sense. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wrong. I just that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Thanos, Thanos's plan is looking pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then again, it goes to the whole thing of, you know, our overpopulations and food and water and global warming. It's just a whole nother issue, but yeah, dude, part of me thinks, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road about how long things are going to last, but yeah, I think I have to try to live my life and show people how I think the best way to live is to be respectful and to help everybody you can and not to be careless uh, about things. Yeah. I think if, if this whole year and a half of being in a pandemic worldwide pandemic, I think that's what a pandemic is anyway. Sorry. Um, (laughs) If it shows anything that, that there is a need for like self self reflection and just like growth in terms of like what really matters or at least you know try to make yourself a better person for yourself for your family your friends community stuff right um Mm. because we've clearly seen the worst in people over the past year and a half shoot i remember even the riots alone it was just like what the hell it's like really like the audacity of some people it was just like all right like don't get me wrong i know people were were mad for for specific reasons i'm not disregarding that but it was just like other people kind of like took advantage of that but exactly but it's like still worst part of like i think american history in recent years was this past year um definitely and then the like the 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 election between trump Mm. and biden and it's just like it's just like so many things that are just like making people like be like complete assholes and i say that bluntly but honestly it's just like Mm -hmm. come on people like i remember 10 years ago thankfully we weren't like in a pandemic but it's like i remember there was a time of peace and people got along and then like now this this whole time it's just like that's just out the window and i Mm -hmm. wish i hope we can go back to that but also better yeah and i remember yeah i remember 2019 even in that year, I was like, this year has been so great. Like, you know, my own life and everything like that was just so, so great for me. And, and, and for, for a lot of people too, I think it was a good year. 
and then 2020 hit and then you know like you said the elections and with trump and i think it was already kind of escalating with trump kind of being like people are already on edge but the pandemic really was just like people were just like oh my gosh like this is the you know there's just the chance to to uprise and and like you said like with the pandemic alone i was already like on edge like you said like sleeping with a knife next to your bed like legit like i had um one of my guns i won't say what kind of gun it is um to trigger people no pun intended um but yeah i had one of my guns like i wouldn't even i just have it next to me like all the time because i was like people are looting rioting like all that stuff was happening and like you said they're like they're the rioting in the sense of people speaking out I say protesting is the correct word. You know, where it was like people were like beating random people up for no reason. I think, you know, there was a, there's, there's a whole thing that I've had discussions with. There's a secret organization in those riots who were like fueling the fire mm-hmm. and also burning places figuratively and literally um, taking advantage of it, like you said. But yeah, man, it just like got so bad, and I'm like, wow, this is so terrible. Like, I have don't do not remember a time where people were so terrible to each other, and especially just like seriously, just in this country, I feel like we're so um, solitary in that sense. And just like, wow, this is just another reason for people to unite, you know, make fun of us, and just single us out. And it's just like, gosh, and it's just like I feel like a lot of this past this year and last year i'm like i feel ashamed to live in the united states now like i never really felt that before and yeah that just sucks yeah honestly um again just just try to be a better human being and you know no one's perfect but if this this whole experience has shown anything is that some people can be really selfish and some people can be be really good and i think the Mm -hmm. latter is better (laughs) yeah Definitely. But let's move on to more positive topics. <laughs> we, <laughs> we just went down our own rabbit hole of discussion. I was yeah. not planning on talking about the pandemic specifically, which is fine. This is how podcasts typically go. At least mm-hmm. I like freeform stuff. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to get really bright right now because I have the topics list in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we actually managed to talk a few things off the list, funny enough. Um, yeah. You know what? Christian, what do you want to talk about? I'll I'll leave it up to you. How many topics do we have left time for? Yeah, we can talk a few more. I, I'm cool okay. with that. Cool. Um, Olympics. Have you have you been watching the Olympics at all? You know, I probably should have told you. I'm not a big Olympics Olympics fan, but I will happily okay. talk about it. Um, I know they're going on right now. I know some people, there are some issues. I know some people in the U.S. want some gold medals, which is cool. You know, great. All kudos to them. Uh, I honestly, I think what's probably the most entertaining thought about the whole Olympics is that the opening ceremony had video game music playing. Um, I don't know if you mm, heard that. I, did, I heard about that, yeah. And one of the tracks was actually from one of my favorite game series, Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, oh, this is so oh, appropriate. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is so great. But but yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm guessing you're watching the Olympics then. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm, I, I like sports. I just, again, it's the whole discipline thing. Like, I don't like them enough to just be on top of them day in and day out. 
I played soccer for eight years. I played basketball for like a year. And I recreationally, I play sports and I love it. Um, my dad played professional soccer for a long time and a lot of my uncles did as well. And we're a big sports family. And But I think the Olympics is such a special time for me, I think, because there's just so many sports. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't know the number of sports, but it's like soccer, basketball, beach volleyball, regular volleyball. They didn't have beach soccer this year. I was disappointed. Mm. Um, fencing, archery, air rifle, air pistol, uh, weightlifting, uh, gymnastics, running, water polo, diving, uh, swimming. Oh, gosh, there's like so freaking many. And it's it's like literally impossible. Like You cannot work. You cannot uh, go to school you can't have kids you can't be married that's how you can watch every single game and even then um, it's just ridiculous so i try to focus on certain sports it's funny that you start listing that that all of that because i didn't realize that basketball volleyball were competitive sports in the olympics because all they ever show at least to me that i remember seeing over the past you know what 20 plus years i've been alive it's always been the swimming uh mm-hmm. The, the fencing, I guess, archery. Uh, do they still do the whole disc throwing thing? It's not a disc. It's, I forget what it's called, hammer. Um, it's not a hammer, though. It's like, uh, it's not a string, but it's like a kind of like a rope, and there's a metal ball attached to it, and they just spin it. Okay, I know that it's, one, but I thought there was like a, it. well, I guess it's like that Greek statue where it's like this guy, he has like this disc in his arm, and he has to like fling yeah. his whole body around to, to toss it. Yeah, that's very like OG Olympics. I don't know if they do that anymore. Um, and then they did add surfing, skateboarding, and rock climbing this year. Those are new Dang. Olympic sports. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They're just going with the times then. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Oh, rugby. I love rugby. That's another one. The uh, men's just finished a couple days ago. Women's, I don't know. But And it's even harder because it's in Tokyo. So all the games, for the most part, like it two in the morning, three in the morning. It's just like you wake up and it's like, oh, this person won, this team won gold. I'm like, ah, I wanted to watch it. Yeah. That's been the frustrating thing. But I know America is leading right now. Uh, China had been leading for the majority of the Olympics, but we are winning now. We still have till August 8th, I think it is. So we still have a while. Hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, because I remember, I was actually visiting, I went to my mom's the other day uh, for a little bit and she was watching like the, the water competition and mm-hmm. I, I forgot who was even competing, but I remember like Michael Phelps was a big competitor yeah. like, four, eight years ago before the whole uh, thing that he ended up getting uh, in trouble with, mm-hmm. but he was like a co-host uh, commentating on some stuff. Um, I mean, for those like you that, that really like watching sports in that sense, I think it, it could be really, really exciting and speaking of sports, I actually I don't actively watch it when it's that season, but I always fancy the idea that if there was one sport I would have gone into, it would have been tennis. Mm. Uh, Cause I remember like that as the recreational activity for PE in high school, I really enjoyed mm. it, uh, but I just didn't get into it competitively, but I do enjoy it. And then there are times like I'll visit my mom and she's watching. I'm like, oh yeah, just leave it on. Like, you know, whoever's ever playing Nadal, Federer, whomever. Like, mm-hmm. I know those big names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of probably really the main sport I'm into. Yeah, it is in the Olympics as well. Um, and 
I played tennis before. It's a lot of fun, actually. Um, there's a place by my house. They have um, a tennis court. I mean, my dad uh, would, growing up, I would go there all the time in the Sierra Racquet Club around here somewhere. Um, and that was a big place we went to. But it's a lot of fun. And it's definitely a big Olympic sport. And I just love all the countries just going at it. And it's like really like, and it was really interesting, especially it's basketball, because of course, the United States, we have the NBA. But then like they put so many great NBA players from so many different teams on the same team now who are enemies before, but now they have to be allies in the Olympics. And I was on the phone with my brother a few nights ago talking about it. And like the dream team back in 92 and 93, um, was like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and uh, I don't know if Shaquille O'Neal was part of that team, but like these huge names, Larry Bird and the huge names in basketball were all on the same team and we won that year. Um, and uh, I think that's just so cool. And then another guy, he's from Slovenia, but he plays the Mav for the Mavericks, I think, or the Timberwolves or something like that. And he's playing for Slovenia now. Uh, so not even playing for the U.S., which is really interesting. He's just like destroying all these different teams with Slovenia <laughs> instead of with the United States. So I'm like, I think just hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, it's so cool to watch it. Uh, I just it's so much, uh, so much effort, and I'm just like at the beginning, the first few days, I was watching full games, and now I'm just watching the highlights on YouTube. I guess that's all you can do since we live on the other mm -hmm. side of the world. Uh, yeah. The big story, though, with the Olympics is uh, one of the gymnasts, uh, Simone Biles. She, I don't know if you've heard about her. I know there's something up with her, that something came out on the news about her. I know there's some controversy. Some politician had to apologize, saying something about her. But before I even comment further, go ahead and clear up the air what, what the situation is. Yeah, so I think it was on Tuesday. She had one of her i don't know what you call them the it's not a game but it's like a competition or performance maybe um she did it and uh, i guess she kind of felt uh a lot of pressure a lot of anxiety and she just said you know i'm gonna withdraw she withdrew which was huge because she was like the number one gymnast for the usa team um amazing athlete and she withdrew that day. I think we got silvers and we probably would have gotten gold with her. We ended up getting gold, I think today or yesterday anyways, uh, for another gymnastics performance. But mm -hmm. her biggest thing was that there's so much pressure, a lot of anxiety. And she goes, it was a concern for my mental health. And that's why ultimately we drew withdrew from the Olympics because yes, you know, she could have done this performance physically, but at what risk to my mental health? So she withdrew. And a lot of people were like, yeah, like this is, these are the athletes that we need. Michael Phelps, I watched an interview with him this morning. You know, Michael Phelps said, these are the athletes we need. We need athletes to show how personal that they are, that they're just not these superhuman beings. Like, yes, they have these amazing physical abilities, but they're still humans at the bottom that it's okay to uh, withdraw something physically to help your mental health, to make that more of an apparent thing. But then huge backlash. Um, all these famous people. The, the first person I can think of was Pierce Morgan. I already can't stand this guy. He just, I don't like him. Um, I'll just say that. But he he said, he, he tweeted it and he said something along the lines of, is this what we're 
accepting as athletes or something in this day and age? Is this like you're blaming pressure to be the reason why, you know, you're, you're letting, you're letting go. Like, this is ridiculous. This is like a poor excuse for an athlete or something like really harsh. He said, and, and then a couple, and I was surprised they actually, that one Pierce Morgan said something that two that they actually said something about Pierce Morgan. Cause he's pretty liberal, but I think just because he was white is what they were singling him out for. And cause they had a couple other like Republican uh, podcaster people talk who had said something like about her and there, and there one woman said, cause it's just the classic white male again, bringing, bringing down the black woman or whatever it was. And, um, and that whole, thing in itself it's a conversation <laughs> yeah and and part of me was like okay like yes there's a lot of these white men saying this but i'm like is there any other races of men who are saying this or i'm sure there's i'm sure there's women saying stuff too but of course it doesn't fit the narrative or whatever <laughs> that's again that's a whole different discussion yeah but i think she was smart for doing that again part of me the, the old me, mind over matter, just push through the pressure, push through whatever anxiety you're feeling and then do it. But then, yes, if she would have failed like miserably because of under that pressure, she would have gotten hate for it. Um, and then in turn, she could have gotten the gold medal and she would have been praised for it. And maybe after the fact, she still would have been feeling anxiety or whatever it was. Nobody knows. We can always say the what if scenario, but what she did. She withdrew herself. She did the smart decision, the safe decision. And sometimes you can't always take risks in life. You do have to take the safe, the safe route. And I think she was smart in doing so. Um, she's still pretty young. I think she can still call. She'll probably still qualify for the next, if she wants to. I think just people need to just not worry about what the, especially the whole country of the United States, the whole world is looking at her and just kind of say, you know, I needed to be, I got to do me. And, um, you know, just help herself. And like we talked about before with the anxiety and everything, you know, work on yourself and see what you need the most and go from there. Then you could start seeing, okay, now I can pursue qualifying again for the next Olympics. Yeah. I would say that it definitely, that it was definitely the safe call and probably the, also the smart call. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, if it was just normal, just like butterflies in your stomach, like you just scared, like, oh, what am I, you know, just, just normal fear, then yeah, push through. But if it's like anxiety inducing, like how you and I have experienced, that's a whole different conversation. And the mm-hmm. repercussions of that could be really, really harsh. And that won't go away for a while. Um, so I think she definitely needs to, if that's the case, that she needs to kind of like learn how to uh, address that. So that the next four years that come around, you know, she's better prepared mentally to be in that situation as opposed to just being physically prepared for whatever competition that she was in. Yeah. And I think, and then Michael Phelps touched on that pretty well. And, you know, he said, he goes, you seriously have so much um pressure on your shoulders and it's just it, it, it and his he has a foundation to help kids learn how to swim for survival um, at a young age and his big thing is if we can teach kids at a young age 
and especially young girls at a young age, how to take control of their physical and mental, uh, or should say, how to take control of their bodies and their minds at a really young age. It's going to help them for the long run. And if they can learn how to control, you know, and work with anxieties, because I think anxieties, everybody deals with anxiety, but in the sense that, you know, you feel the anxieties of everyday life kind of thing, but only a certain amount of people have actually, you know, anxiety that this, I hate saying disorder, but having anxiety kind of thing, you know? And so yeah. if we can all from a young age, learn how to deal with it and know what it is. Cause I mean, growing up, I didn't need what the heck is anxiety. I never learned that. I learned yeah. what stress was, but not anxiety. I didn't know the mental effects, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, interesting time again. Another <laughs> interesting time in our country, and of course, it's, our, it's only our country. I mean, we also don't hear that much about other countries, but still, just interesting time. But good for her. Um, you know, if she happens to be listening to this, um, you know, <laughs> good on you. Yeah, good on you, and and good for you. Don't listen to those stupid people. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not stupid. Um, just don't listen to those. Somebody. <laughs> yeah. <ugh. laughs> The time of offense, gosh. Oh, man. I mean, see. so many, like, different rabbit holes we can go into, right? We're just alluding to them, but they're, they're mm. a whole nutshell in it in themselves. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, before I transition to, the, I think, the final topic of tonight, mm. um, I will say I do have a personal connection to the Olympics, and that is actually my name. Uh, the, uh, the year that I was born, that's where the olympics happened and my mom she said i named you after a french dim gymnast whose name was spelled kiwi at the end of dominic oh, yeah and he and he it was spelled dom or he pronounced it dominic and mm -hmm. or or dominique or maybe it was dominic but americanized it for dominic i'm like yeah wow that's cool but still sex for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's okay though yeah it's all good um let's see so last topic yeah last topic uh let's see man there's just so many on here so many good topics um, well i know one the black panther one i can just mention that for like five seconds oh all right go for it so the main thing so black panther dlc for the avengers game i'm super excited i'm a huge black panther fan um before it was in the movies i always have to clarify that because people think i jumped on the bandwagon i did not no he's a very popular character in the comics oh yeah um, but the voice actor for the Black Panther in this game is Christopher Judge, who, if you don't know Dom or people, he is the voice of Kratos. Yes. I was like, wait, I saw something about this. Yes. Oh, that I think that's super, super cool. Yeah. And it, I saw he did the motion capture for the Black Panther and he was super nervous because of, you know, Chadwick Boseman and kind of the legacy that he kind of brought to Black Panther. And, um, just from the trailers and the little snippets I saw, he sounds really great. It sounds awesome. It's his own unique thing. I'm so excited. And it's going to be free to play August 17th. Can't wait. Hey, man. I have not played the game. I know there was some controversy with some things about the game. But for you that you're a big fan, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I don't really play the game until there's a new character comes out. So I only played it when I played when it came out. So much fun. But I finished it like in 10 hours super quick. Um, then I stopped playing it. Black Widow came out, played that. Or not Black Widow. Hawkeye came out, played that. 
expansion pack came out like another month later. So I play like once every other month. So, so yeah, let's give this character a try. <laughs> yeah. And it was only $39 the game or 30 bucks, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, the DLCs are free, then that's definitely worth it. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, I guess this is going to be a surprising one, and only because I think it's going to hit some of the nostalgia a bit. Uh, for those of you that have grown up with cartoons, with PBS specifically, you might be familiar with an oldie but goodie, Arthur. Uh, apparently, it was just announced the other day that after a long running of 25 years, PBS has pulled the plug on Arthur. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Arthur is, it's a old cartoon where like all people are like different animals that are just like walking upright and they just have no live normal <laughs> human lives. And basically, Arthur is oh, I forgot the the kind of animal he is, but basically he's just a little kid. He has a best friend that's a a rabbit and all these other kids. They always interact in just their day and day life of school. Um, but yeah, it's crazy that. I was surprised that the show was still going on. Yeah, like I didn't know new, that. new episodes, you know, years after I, you know, grew out of it, and just like twenty five years. That's freaking amazing that it lasted so long. But sad that the legacy is coming to an end. Yeah, I thought it was done when I, it's like you think like the kid shows that you watch growing up just end when you are not a kid anymore. Uh, that's what I thought. Like I was like, I thought this show was done like in the early two thousands or something. But yeah, twenty five years. I saw that this morning. I think I was like, what? This is still a thing. Um, side note: He is an aardvark. That's the animal. That's what it was. Yeah, aardvark. Yeah. I'm like, I know it's some weird animal that you know, a lot of people yeah. don't have seen pictures, but they don't know the name. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Crazy dude. I remember. I wasn't huge on this show, but I remember watching it a lot um as a kid uh, definitely you know one of the classic classic shows and I'm, I'm looking at some images right now the the title the red arthur with the little black and white circle that he sits on in the little uh beginning intro to the to the show and yeah literally every picture uh that i see on google it just says show comes to a close ending after 25 years it's not so wonderful news <laughs> arthur comes to a close um, it will end next year. So it's not this year, but it'll end next year as well. Yeah. I, I read an article that, or at least one of the articles that, that covered it. It was basically, apparently the show was actually officially canceled by the by the studio two years ago. But oh, they wow. kept, but I guess they were just still like, okay, we're going to work on these next two seasons, but that's it. But then they just mm -hmm. came out with the announcement. I was just like, damn, man, this was a long time coming then. Yeah. Um, but it's sad because then it makes me it makes me remember all these other nostalgic shows from like PBS uh, or just in general old shows, but specifically PBS, like Sesame Street, uh, Clifford, mm. Dragon Tales. Oh yeah. oh yeah, there was a lot of good ones. I, I remember I was a big fan of of. Um, uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the between the lions and uh, hmm. the comfy, the big comfy couch, something like that. The lions. Oh, between the lions. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. I, you know, Sesame Street. I never was big on Sesame Street. I probably barely watched that stuff. Um, I just, I couldn't get into it as a little kid. Um, what was the other one? The comfy couch. 
Yeah, like like big comfy couch or something. Big comfy couch. Uh, oh my gosh! Wow, that's old school, right there. It's it's yeah, the it's the clown, couch. right? It's the clown mm-hmm. with, with the with the, the girl, golf. yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because like there's even another one. Damn it, I don't know the name. No one talks about it anymore. But it was like this weird like um what was it um it had like a multi-part series or uh sections in the show basically it was like these uh, like real life kids they would go to this store they would run the store for the day but then there was like these other like little mini gnomes that like lived in the walls and then they had like their own sub story and then there was like this toy that had his own sub story you look at me like i'm crazy but i remember it was a, a real show and I really enjoyed it. This was like back when I was like six, seven years old. It was really, oh man, if I can, if I can come, if I can figure it out, I, I, would, I will let you know. But I remember that was the one thing in particular I really enjoyed as a kid. If I had to literally Google search what you just said, you'd probably find it. <laughs> Google's uh, just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the results, Google's like, come on, man. Yeah, but no, like between the lions and dragon tails, I think we're like my top, we're like in my top five or top three PBS shows. Um, yeah, I watch Clifford like crazy. You know they're coming out with a live action. Oh yes, yes, I remember hearing about that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how well that does because that might, in a way, it might spark its own like mini series, like Paddington. A lot of them do. A lot of them do do that. Um, but and then what's funny is that because I don't know who ultimately owns the rights to like all the cartoons but it could be like pbs's own cinematic universe of like clifford dragon oh tales like now we're on the big screen it's just like oh my yeah. gosh here we go pbs is now getting into the competition with dc and and and, and disney and all that <laughs> yeah well because i mean like you said that's interesting because like all the disney stuff there went huge with live action and mm-hmm. um yeah like pbs now is doing clifford dragon tales i don't know how they would do that i was i big on watching dragon tales back in the day too um yeah that'd be freaking crazy the pbs universe yeah so i i, I bring it up because it's i feel like it's something that i feel like you and i have probably can relate to in a, a bit and also mm-hmm. i was going through a bit of a binge uh last week i came across this youtube channel where this guy he goes over like the history of each pbs show mm-hmm. and he talked about dragon tales between the lions Arthur and all that i didn't watch every single one just more like the bigger names that pertain to me and i was like oh like that's interesting of how like the comfy couch was made like how that origin story was in dragon tales and then this just came up i'm like whoa what a coincidence mm. that this show gets canceled yeah. uh but uh, it's sad you know and then it makes me wonder too like what like i think sesame street is still ongoing they're still making yeah. new episodes but it's Pretty just like sure it is Oh man, it, it's crazy how how long and just a a big legacy that these shows have and big influence on kids. Yeah, and I remember my cousin, he brought his son over the other day and we had like just some current kids shows on the TV. And I don't know what your experience has been if you have family that has little kids or anything, but I'm like, man, I am that's the one aspect of being a parent I'm not looking forward to is the ridiculous stupidity of shows that are out right now for kids it's just like i mean 
maybe it's because when I was a kid, you know, I'm a kid and watching a kid's show, I'm enjoying it. And so, like, like ah. it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, oh, this is great. But in a, being an adult and watching a kid's show, you're like, what the heck am I watching? But I feel like I've watched, like, the I watched some kids' shows that I watched when I was a kid, and I'm like, oh, this is still this is still hilarious. Like, I watched Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the other day, and I'm like, this is amazing. I still love this show. You know, like it, it's I can't do Power Rangers anymore. I loved it as a kid, but like now as an adult, I I find those like Morphin Time, like the, all the the, the, it, the arm gestures. It's so cheesy. It is very I corny. I I can't take it anymore. But I will. I loved it as a kid. There was like. Uh, Power Rangers in Space, the original Morphin Power Rangers, and uh, there was another one. I forgot. It, I think it introduced like their first Silver Ranger, and he had like the snake tattoo that could kill mm -hmm. him. I forgot what that one was called, but I really like that one too. Um, there's, there's so many renditions. There's there's a Dinoverse or whatever. There's Neo, I think, is another one, and there's a Ninja one. <laughs> there's just so many. Yeah, but I actually but, yeah. When it comes to Power Rangers, I did watch that movie that came out like four years ago. Mm -hmm. I never watched that. It's not the greatest thing. Yeah, that's what I but it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a, a decent attempt of revitalizing that franchise, and I think they're making a new movie, but I think it has nothing to do with it. And I'm like, well, yeah. let's see how this reboot goes. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, interesting enough. Uh, speaking of Power Rangers, the Red Ranger uh, from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I always forget his name. Oh, Austin St. John. He was just here at Legends Comic Book Store a couple weeks ago. Um, I really wanted to go when my brother was in town, so I didn't want to dip on him. And then... Um... The, the guy that, that did the Blue Ranger, he was here too a couple weeks ago. He was here first. He was here like in February, March. Blue Ranger, the Black Ranger was here like a month ago. Yes, and I knew the Red Ranger was here, and I told my wife, and I and I know, oh, man. Uh, also, Rita Repulsa, the second actress, mm -hmm. um, Carla Perez, she was at a local convention here that I told you about. Yeah, um, and also, the guy that voiced Goldar was here. I told mm -hmm. my wife when the Red Ranger was here, she's like, "Oh, like Red Ranger's here. Like, do you want to go see him?" I'm like, no. But if the guy that played the white and green ranger was here, I would want to go see him. I don't know what it was. I just liked him the most out of the original gang. And I think it was because of him being the green ranger. I love like the Godzilla machine that he had and playing that like that blade flute thing. Like I thought it was the coolest shit ever as a kid. Yeah, his dragon, his dragon sword. I have I have a pop version of that, dude. It's so sick. And oh, the yeah, dude, Tyrannus. I know all the names. I'm a huge Power Rangers fan, but yeah, uh, Jason David Frank, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. um, probably butchering that, but yeah, like as big as when Austin St. John came, like if they're able to get him, that's going to be huge because everybody's favorite Power Rangers, for the most part, it's always the Ranger or the White Ranger. Um, yeah, dude, it's going to be insane if he's able to come. You know, it's that's what they're probably building up to because like they're probably testing the waters of like you know let's try to get this original like fan base here right and just test the waters and then like hey we want to get jason david frank here but he's gonna want to see like well what's the actual demand oh you got like these old buddies of mine okay i'll consider it imagine yeah. he comes and the chick that played like his love interest from the show like oh my god fans would mm. die for that yeah be huge that it's gonna be crazy, man. Uh, I, 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 
and I sh- I wish I would have gone to I didn't go to any of those pe- those people the Blue Ranger when he came um I was still sick so I couldn't go Black Ranger uh I don't know why Red Ranger my brother was here I was like gosh dang it and I have like all the pops of every Power Ranger as well um, and I have like the metallic versions where which are more expensive then I have a White Ranger like legit helmet too and all this stuff so I love I love Power Rangers um. But yeah, going back to that stuff, like I think I'm gonna end up showing my kids reruns of old shows. Honestly, dude, like if you're able to get like your hands on like DVD stuff of that of that, mm-hmm. go for it. Like I'm at this point, I'm partially getting a collection of stuff like that because like I'm still collecting like the Yu-Gi-Oh original series, like DVD collections, Pokemon, the original stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Avatar. Like I'm getting mm-hmm. that stuff because I love those those cartoons. But also, it's like. This is something that I want to show my future kids. Yeah, like, like exactly. hey, this is what I grew up with. Not this stupid stuff that's on, on TV today. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I always think back to this photo I've seen too on, on Facebook where this girl, her dad is showing her his Pokemon cards. Mm. And the quote was like, Dad, do you know what Pokemon is? And he, and the dad's like oh here's my original pokemon card collection it's like oh that is such a beautiful moment (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's crazy that'd be like if my child was like have you heard of the lord of the rings oh that'd be be my my thing or the the reverse would be like um dad i'm gonna go on an adventure like oh like bilbo baggins who's that get out of my house (laughs) (laughs) you are no longer my child to get out uh but going back to power rangers did you ever see the the movie that came out that when we were kids the mighty morphin power rangers movie yeah yeah i did a long time ago uh so many fond memories of that movie i will admit and then i found out like four years ago that there was a sequel to that movie Mm -hmm. i'd never heard of it and yeah. I heard it was just so terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. That's, they, they probably didn't market it that much. Was, like, was it the yeah. same cast? I believe so, yes. Oh, damn. Maybe oh, one of these days I'll have to look into it. Maybe not the full cast because I do know um, the girl who played the Yellow Ranger, she did pass away in 1996 or 97. Oh, I didn't realize it was so long ago. I thought it was more of a recent thing when she passed. Yeah, she uh, unless I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure she died in the '90s. She she died. She was only 20. She's on. She's like under 25. I'm pretty sure she was really, really young. So they replaced her, and I think at that time, they replaced the Black Ranger as well. Um, well, the Black Ranger in the first movie was the Asian guy. So at that point, that was already when they made the transition, right? Because it was first the black guy and then the Asian guy. Yeah, because that was a big thing um, with the original cast. And there's there's a bunch of issues with the original cast, how they felt being treated on the set. But yeah, like having an Asian person being the Yellow Ranger and having a Black person be the Black Ranger is a big thing. Um, and that's, oh, I think, right. I see. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest reason why. Um, I know his name is, his last name is Jones, the guy who played the Black Ranger. But I know he, that was, I think, one of the main reasons. And again, how people were treated on sale that stuff was another thing hmm. but yeah so i think i think by that point the black ranger and the yellow ranger weren't the original ones yeah dang man that's all a lot of that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff because that's things i don't even know about but i've heard like rumors that there were just some there, there were problems oh yeah um 
heck even like the blue ranger that the actor is gay mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh mm-hmm. dang like i imagine i can imagine all the controversy with that too at the time yeah well like you know in the show um the little um they like the kind of like grunt enemies or like little they're like in gray suits or whatever oh yeah those I clay people blank- i think they are right something like that yeah i'm blanking out on their name um but yeah so like when it came out that um billy the guy who played the blue ranger he was gay they those like those guys usually were like mostly like extras or like random people who would come on set to fill those roles they would be like openly like making fun of him like during each scene and everything or like during the breaks and everything and like a lot of times he would just walk off set and i'm just like that's so terrible you know and i mean if it was now i'm sure that stuff goes on now it would be a totally different story but back then in the 90s i mean nobody would do anything yeah nobody would do anything about that and that sucks yeah that was more like the social norm at the time Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and um and then i know um like for like a while i think in fact the first year or two like they were getting paid like almost nothing for all the actors all the 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 power ranger characters they weren't getting paid that much money like little to nothing that was a big thing and then like they were like super close to walking out like so many times dang man the more you know Mm -hmm. and it's like part of me is just like i would like like oh austin st john like it's so cool to meet you like so good as a red ranger but then i'm also like i'm sorry for all the crap you had to deal with being that character as well you know like all the hardship you had to go through it's not easy yeah that's and then now it just makes you wonder then i'm assuming the studios have had had to have improved their their policies their work ethics with all the mm-hmm. s- subsequent series of, of power rangers uh because i mean no one talks about any potential problems uh, mm-hmm. so i assume things are better but damn yeah, I don't know. I mean, now, I mean, I don't remember what studio they were doing Mighty Morphin under the first year, because originally it was a Japanese show, and then they did it in America. Saban, uh, he bought everything out. But um, but now, of course, the new movie is like under huge production companies, and so I think, of course, it's a little bit different. I'm sure, depending on the company, they have a union. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. All right, so I think we're going to call it there tonight. Uh, it's not a perfect segue. This is not usually my thing, but I'm going to have to get used to it, actually, mm-hmm. uh, just because going forward, um, it will be primarily you and I in front of the camera. Jeff will be more of our technical director going forward, just that wasn't today. Uh, maybe there'll be a more official announcement later, but that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last words, uh, Christian, before we sound off? No, I do not. I hope you all stay safe. Whatever vaccines or not, masks, just stay healthy. I think that's the summary of today's today's talk. Just stay, live healthy, stay healthy. <laughs> take your vitamins, drink water. Take your vitamins, drink water, yeah. That'll you only not- need four squares to wipe, according to Dom. <laughs> that's not according to me. That's why I just saw some guy off of TikTok. That's probably... Does not oh, okay. sound as good coming from me. Um, I mean, if you have dual, what's it called? Dual, dual layers, pie, dual, so dual layers, whatever it is. Yeah. You're doing single, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have problems. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely use at least two. Yeah, at least two. Yeah. All right, guys. Until we see you guys again next time, 
or you hear hearing us, however you want to see us. Um, actually, I damn it, this is where I need Jeff. He's the guy in charge of all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he has. Um, yeah, yeah. You you can find the Rogue Transmission uh, podcast at Digital Century on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, it'll be primarily on YouTube. You guys want to check us out there. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next video. And uh, you guys take care. See you guys later.